0: Good morning, my friends! Don't mind some background noise if you hear it. I am recording this in the midst of a crazy thunderstorm. So (laughs) it's just such a reminder that God is, he is so good. (laughs) Even in the thunderstorms, it reminds me of his power and also his provision. Our grass is getting pretty brown, pretty sad, pretty dry. And so even... Even this thunderstorm, which is scaring my poor cats, is His provision. It is an example of His power and how He shows up in His awesome creation. And today, it really reminded me. I went for a walk when I could hear the thunder, and before all of the storming happened and the rain, and I, I realized that so often we will hear the thunder far away, right? Well, we'll get apprehensive about something. We'll get fearful about something, and that fear which sometimes we just think is awareness, but a lot of times it's fear will keep us from acting now because we're afraid of something to come in the future. And God has just been reminding me, we want to move out of that fear into freedom. If I had been afraid of that thunderstorm, I would have missed a beautiful walk outside where God you know, revealed this to me. I would have missed a message from him. If I would have been in fear because a thunderstorm, you don't want to be walking outside when it's wet. That is something you want to be aware of. But if I would have lived in fear instead of following, then I would have missed that. But I made a choice out of freedom that we have in Christ, our identity in Him, and His promises. And that that fear and freedom is something we're going to talk a little bit about today. We've been we've been talking about how right God's wisdom is higher. Than ours. His ways are higher than ours because he uses unexpected things, unexpected people, just like the cross was an unexpected means for his glorious salvation. And before we dive into chapter two of 1 Corinthians, let's get a little bit of context. Before Paul came to the city of Corinth, he visited Athens, and Athens was kind of like a center if you will, for philosophers, for these almost high thinkers. And Paul went there and he was sharing the gospel. He was speaking truly about that. And here's a couple of things that happened to him. In uh, Acts chapter 17, verse 18, he was talking to some philosophers and some said, what does this babbler wish to say. And then they bring him before their council at the Areopagus, and he's basically speaking before all of these philosophers, and he shares the gospel truth. He links it to their unknown God, but he shares about Jesus and what happens when he does this. In verse 32, now when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, but others said, we will hear you again about this. So Paul went out from their midst. But some men joined him and believed. So we do see some belief when he was in Athens, but we also see some of the most detailed description of the words and the harsh criticism and the mockery that was used against Paul. And I I believe that's there for a reason. I believe that that Paul was really torn down not just because of Jesus but because of how he showed up and he said like what is this babbler wishing to say he was in a city full of people who are eloquent speakers that's what this city that's what these philosophers were all about framing your arguments framing your thoughts with these lofty words, these high words, these words that, that were almost like setting you above the people, like the normal people, if that makes sense. And that's where Paul was and he was attacked for this. And so I I say that because it's going to tie directly in, I believe, to what he is writing about here in chapter two. So let's dive in first Corinthians chapter two, verse one, and I'm reading from the ESV. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. And here we see that he's doing almost what was opposite of what was expected from orators at the time, from storytellers, from philosophers. He's saying, I didn't, I didn't come to you. Proclaiming the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, something that was so high above you, something that made me look good. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling, and my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom but in demonstrations of the spirit and of power. All of this to say, he wasn't in his best state when he went to Corinth. He wasn't linking all these ideas together in the best way. He wasn't being an orator with all of these high, amazing words and concepts. It wasn't about how he was showing up. In fact, he reminds them. He's saying, you know, I was with you in weakness and much trembling. I was with you in fear. He says his speech, his message they weren't in plausible words of wisdom. It wasn't about how he was saying the words, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. And he went to them. He said, For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. He put aside his pride, he put aside the things that could make him seem higher, seem bigger, seem more knowledgeable than these people that could lift him up personally. And he just focused on Jesus. Even in fear, he showed up and he spoke the word of God. And it wasn't about the words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that for the purpose that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Paul had just come from a place where it was all about the wisdom of men. All about how well you could speak. All about your head knowledge and how much more you knew than the people around you. All about your brand new ideas. He was mocked there. And you know, after that, it says, he said that he was in fear. But did Paul let fear stop him from taking action? No. He moved from fear and honestly, probably fear that it would happen again, that he would be mocked again, that he would be ridiculed again, valid fears. But he moved from that fear away from that fear into freedom to act and to speak, knowing and trusting that it wasn't about him, that it was all about Jesus, the cross and the gospel. And all of that was for a purpose that, unlike the people in Athens, who were all about the words of men and the wisdom of men and and how much you knew as a man, Paul didn't want it to be like that in Corinth. He didn't want it to be like that in the church. (laughs) So he was willing to step out, even if he felt afraid, into the freedom that Christ gives him, that Holy Spirit in him gives him, so that the faith of these new believers would not rest on Paul, it wouldn't rest on his wisdom, just like he was calling them out not to focus on individual people, that was his purpose, that it wouldn't be about him. But that their faith might rest in the power of God. And the power of God is his word, his gospel, and the cross of Jesus Christ. What are you fearing right now? Fearing that maybe hasn't happened yet, just like I shared about the thunderstorm. What are you fearing right now in the future? And what action is that fear stopping you from taking? I'd invite you, my friends, to bring that question, those questions, to the Lord, to dwell on those questions, and then to ask God to help you take action, even if you're afraid, to move from fear into freedom and to act based on truth, trusting Christ, trusting his promises, always focused on the cross, focused on him with that as your purpose, trusting that it's less about you and it's more about Jesus. How is fear stopping you right now? And how can you move from fear into freedom? And I'll see you tomorrow morning. Who likes a one-sided conversation? Nobody. And that's what this is at the moment. (laughs) You are wonderfully faithfully here listening to what God has put on my heart to share. But the thing is, I want to hear from you. I want it to be a two-sided conversation. So Feel free, reach out to me, please do, to share your takeaways, to share your questions, to share what God is is teaching to you right now. And there's two ways you can do that. First, you can email me, support at hesedheart.com and hesed is H-E-S-E-D. So email me, support at hesedheart.com or head over to Instagram or Facebook. You can find me at hesed.heart, that's H-E-S-E-D, at hesed.heart. Send me a message, let me know what God's doing in your life. Let's make this conversation two-sided.